Fred Film Radio from San Sebastian Film Festival, Spain. Welcome to Kinotico and San Sebastian. Thank you. But you, you're not new at the festival because you have been many times. Even you were president on 2010, 12. I think it was 2012. Yes, yes. when you give the prize to In the House by Francois Hausson. I think That's one right. of the best uh, Golden Seasons. So congrats on that choice. Thank you. How do you remember that experience? Well, I had never been to the film festival before. And uh, it was just, it was wonderful to discover the city. But also when you're on a jury, you get the luxury of spending 10 straight days thinking about nothing except movies and arguing with your fellow mm -hmm. jurors. And that was fantastic. And that's something you love because you have been, I think, twice at Sundance in Sarajevo, in Venice as well, in San Sebastian. What do you like uh, about... Uh, yes, that part of the of the process. I mean, exactly what I said. Being you know, be, uh, being held hostage in a theater, uh, you know, for for almost two weeks, and sometimes you know, uh, a movie will start, and uh, it's a movie I I never would have had any other opportunity to see, and maybe if I had. I would have had to see it at home, and I wouldn't have been cast under its spell. So being on a jury allows you to really uh, experience cinema that way. Mm -hmm. I have to ask you, because you have been working with Todd for 30, more than 30 years now. Uh, what's the key uh, to that, that relationship? Um, I mean, I think it's a combination that we have a very strong friendship. So we really do enjoy doing these kinds of things together. It's a, it's a professional relationship, but it's also very personal. I think I really understand how to, uh, how to really make his vision as strong as it can be. Todd's vision is his vision. I'm not taking any, you know, credit for that, but I can take credit for really helping him do his best work. Uh, there's a lot of trust that just comes when you know somebody very, very well. And we both are just very loyal people. So I will, we will always, even if we have a difference, we'll always try to figure out how to work through it so we can get back to where we were. Mm -hmm. You're a producer, but you're independent. I want to ask you your opinion on what has been happening in Hollywood for the last few months with the strike, the actors' strike and the writers' right. strike. I mean, I, I don't think there's any other opinion except we all want it to resolve as quickly as possible. So, you know, um, and hopefully with a deal that feels fair to the writers and the actors. I mean, there's a lot of, when we all went to bed last night, we had a lot of hope yeah. that maybe it would be resolved today. Not yet, but, you know, maybe this weekend. How has your work changed, for example, when you work with people like Netflix or Apple in your last few projects? How is it different for an indie producer as you? That's a big question because I think that um, I think when you're right in the middle of it, like I am, I'm still doing what I've always done, which is I'm trying to find the resources mm -hmm. uh, that make the most financial sense um, to make, get my movies made. Uh, there are some things we make that go directly to streamers. There are some things that we make that we put together the way we've always put together movies, mm -hmm. which is territorial pre-sale, pre-sales, equity investors, etc. I don't want to be too boring. <laughs> no, 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 uh, it's not boring. Uh, no. but, um, I think, I think when the strike is over, mm -hmm. 
there's probably going to be some real shifts in the way movies are financed, and I don't even know what they are yet. In some ways, I'm too close. Um, and if I was a young producer starting out right mm -hmm. now, I'm not quite sure what I would believe the opportunities are. Do, do you miss the old big days from the 90s? I'm not nostalgic. I don't miss anything. I'm like, <laughs> let's look ahead. So, um, and I also believe out of great disruption comes great opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, so many things have disrupted and changed since I began. We used to only shoot on film, you know, and now that's gone. So, um, I mean, some people still do, but the whole idea that you can only do one thing in a certain way, that shifts and changes constantly. And I don't think it's always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, in the 90s, you also produced, for example, uh, uh, Boys Don't Cry. Yes. And in 2001, Head Began the Angrians, which yes. is a huge classic. Uh, you also did Velvet, Carol, and now the film with Joaquin Phoenix. How do you feel about the state of queer cinema? Because in the 90s, there were very few films, and now we have many more voices, likely. I mean, I think that, I think the reason we had to use the term queer cinema in the 90s really was to create an audience mm -hmm. for material that was, that was really targeted at an audience that felt very, very underserved. So, you know, uh, what was sort of great about movies like Poison or Go Fish or Swoon mm -hmm. is they, um, uh, they, they all did very, very well because queer people were so desperate to see themselves represented. Now I think there's a lot more there's a lot more opportunity for that. So I'm not sure we have to use the term quite so mm -hmm. specifically. Sometimes I get a little frustrated because I feel like, you know, if you really start to break down what makes a movie queer, you know, is it the story? Is it the filmmaker? Does everybody who worked on it need to be queer? You know, all of those things. And I'd rather just focus on really good storytelling. And the interesting discussion because there was a controversy with Dahmer, the, the limited series by Ryan right. Murphy, because uh, it was labeled as queer stories or LGBTQ in Netflix, and some people were disturbed because it was not a pleasant story. It's, it's like, it well, shouldn't have that la the label, but it's queer. Well, that's, I mean, way. that story is as old as the hills. Believe <laughs> me, when I first started out, we a lot of our movies got picketed mm -hmm. by my so-called community because we were telling stories that they thought were not positive images. And, you know, I'd much rather tell an interesting story about somebody queer that's that's not a positive image than a boring one that is. That's really interesting. Well, we had, for example, Jonathan Dean uh, doing The Silence of Lambs and right. then Philadelphia. Right. You can do both. I want to ask you about uh, May December because uh, what was the biggest challenge of this project? I guess the biggest challenge for May December was uh, we did have a somewhat limited budget and um, we had to shoot it in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And it had been a long time since Todd had had to work under those constraints. He was also working with people he had never worked with before, uh, like his cinematographer, Chris Blauvel. Edward couldn't be here. I'm sorry? Edward Lachman couldn't do the film. Edward Lachman had just broken his leg. Yes. So, um, so no, he couldn't do it. And we had a brand new production designer, Sam Lysenko, a brand new costume designer, April Napier. So there were a lot of, a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. But as always, 
we were able to do a tremendous amount of preparation, which meant that Todd was able to figure out the ways in which he could make the limited amount of time kind of work for him. Um, he was also working with, you know, Natalie and Julianne, who are consummate pros. Uh, so I think all in all, it was a good experience despite its limitations. This year you have worked with Todd, which is a, a legend in the indie circuit, but you also have helped discovering Celine Son, the, the filmmaker of Past Lives, an, an amazing film. Yes. And I think the best ending of a film this year. It's amazing. How was uh, finding Celine and working with her? You know, we um, Celine came to us. A24 was already involved, and she needed a producer. Uh, so... They came to Killer Films mm -hmm. um, and to my colleague, David Hinojosa, who's at uh, 2 a.m., who used to be at Killer Films. And uh, I think, you know, we have a reputation for working with new filmmakers. And, you know, you mentioned Boys Don't Cry. That was also a first-time filmmaker. The thing about Past Lives that was very clear to me very quickly is Celine may not have been on a film set before. Mm -hmm. She may not have understood the mechanics of, you know, cinematography, design, all of that. But she absolutely knew the story she wanted to tell. And because of that, I really felt, and my colleagues Pam Koffler and David also felt, like this is going to be fine. <laughs> We can help her do all the other stuff, but she knows the story she wants to tell, and that, if you, that's a hard thing to teach somebody. I'm interested to know how you feel about the worst season because because sometimes it can feel like a circus, but at the same time, uh, it's a way to talk about films for six months. Otherwise, they're going to disappear in two weeks. I mean, the awards season is a very mixed bag because, you know, sometimes you don't want your movie to just get reduced to, yes. is it... Is it on the list or is it not on the list? And, you know, you want people to have a discussion, as you say, about the films, but you don't want it to just be, is it going to be a best a, director? A yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but on the other hand, it can really elevate a small movie in a way that nothing else can and bring a small movie into, you know, the minds of the zeitgeist. You know, especially these days when, when there's a lot of noise and a lot of stuff on streamers, et cetera, uh, it, it can really help. So look, I'm always, if it helps us, I'm thrilled. Uh, but I just want the filmmakers to remember their movies will live past the awards. You know, they'll live way past the awards. Yes. What's next for Killer Films and for you? Well, I need the strike to be over to really answer that question. Um, I mean, what's next for us is getting back to work. You know, we're hoping to do Celine's next movie. Uh, we've got Todd's next movie that we're trying to figure out. But in order to really focus on everything, the strike needs to be over and we need to be able to move past it. And the next film by Celine is going to be spoken in English, Korean? English. English. Oh, cool. And it was supposed to shoot in the fall, right? It was it supposed wasn't... to shoot this week. That We were supposed to start on Monday, tomorrow. Oh. No. Well, let's hope it's soon. Let's hope it's soon. <laughs> I wanted to ask you what was the movie that changed your life. Maybe that uh, one made you want to be a producer or, or work, work in the movies. Well, there's really two movies. Mm -hmm. Okay, The first one was when I was, and this is a little bit of a cliche, but it's true, when I was a teenager... 
I grew up in New York City and there were many movie theaters that you could walk to uh, that were a dollar. You know, they were very inexpensive and a lot of them showed foreign films. So I went to see, almost by accident, uh, Truffaut's The 400 Blows and I had never seen a movie like that before. <laughs> so I it made me re examine what a movie could be and what it could say. Mm-hmm. And the second movie is Todd Haynes's short film Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story, yep. which you know is banned. You can't watch it legally, but it's very easy to find online uh if you, you know, if you want to do that. Um, <laughs> you should do that. Uh, you shouldn't do that. But if you wanted to do that, you could. You can do it, yeah. Uh, and when I saw that movie, I just started, was getting to know Todd. I was helping him a little bit with the, with the um, sound mixing process because it was something that I had a little experience in and he didn't yet. And when I saw the film, I just had an epiphany that... Here was a movie that was extraordinarily creative. Mm-hmm. It was provocative. It was wholly original, but it was also entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, these are the kind of movies I want to make. And that, those are the two. Well, you did it. <laughs> thank you. Thank I, you. I loved both uh, Past Lives and, and May December. Oh, I'm thank going to you. watch tonight May December again. So enjoy, please, San Sebastian. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Fred, Fred, Fred. 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone app.